Good morning, everyone. This is Nicole Youngman on Podcast Project. Today, we will be talking about stop and frisk. So what exactly is a stop and frisk? A stop and frisk is a brief, non-intrusive stop. This must be done with reasonable suspicion, suspicion of a crime committed, being committed, or is to be committed. This means that if someone is running down the street at 2 in the morning yelling and screaming and the cop drives by, they have suspicion that they have just committed a crime or is about to commit a crime, they may stop, pull them over, and quickly pat down their outer body area. Let's look at the Terry versus Ohio State. This is the case that make sure that stops and seizures comply with the Fourth Amendment and cannot be unreasonable. Now, this takes place under the criminal law, meaning it is concerned with people who commit crimes. It is not under civil law because this, is, this does not dispute one's rights. So let me say that again. It does not dispute one's rights, therefore it is not under civil law. Now let's get into car searches. This is where things get tricky. In a case called Rodriguez versus the United States, a police officer seen someone swerve on a highway to the shore, which is in fact illegal. This officer then had reason to pull them over. I repeat, reason to pull them over. Once she pulled Rodriguez over, she got his information and his passenger's information. Once doing a background check on both of them, she then returned to the car and asked if she could do a dog search. Okay, now you are allowed to say no to these. I repeat, you are allowed to say no, and they cannot dog search your car if you do not give permission. After Rodriguez told the police officer no, she had him step out, put his hands on the front of the vehicle, and got her dog and did an outer search of the car anyways. Halfway through the second loop around, the dog did find a large bag of meth. Now when taken to court, Rodriguez did try to fight that the police officer prolonged the traffic stop, which in Illinois versus Cabeles, this says that during a lawful traffic stop, it does not violate the Fourth Amendment but they are not allowed to exceed a certain amount of time. This then will be unlawful and cannot be used in court. The judge then denied this motion and found that the search was only extended by seven to eight minutes, which is de minimis of the Fourth Amendment, meaning it is minor consideration which made it permissible. Therefore, the case allows a seven to 10 minute extension to not be unreasonable for a dog search, which now allows any police officer, if allowed to uh, search the car with a dog, to give up to a 10-minute search, and it will not be unlawful. Rodriguez was then found guilty and given five years in prison. Let's look at Utah versus Strife. This allows the police to obtain evidence even if it violates the Fourth Amendment as long as there is a valid, pre-existing, and unattained arrest warrant. This case brings in three options to search and seizures. First one is temporal proximity, which is the time between the initial unlawful stop and the search. The evidence is admissible when it is found within a short time of the initial stop. Object number two is the presence of intervening circumstances. This is when the evidence is admissible when there is a valid warrant that predates the stop but is not connected to the stop. So if there's a warrant out for your arrest on a gun charge and the police officers find you, they have 
a reasonable suspicion to um, search you. Now, if they find marijuana and no gun, they can still use that, but it is not connected to the warrant itself, which allowed the stop to occur. And finally, the purpose and flagrancy of the initial conduct. This is when the evidence is admissible when the officer's conduct was unlawful. Finally, let's look at Floyd versus City of New York. The court was held in New York stop and frisk because it said it violated the 14th Amendment because it stopped Hispanics and blacks more frequently. The NYPD was held liable for racial profiling and unconstitutional stops. Now, this case brought up four distinct points to the stop and frisk motion. Point number one is a reasonable suspicion. This is a set of factual circumstances that would have an officer to believe a crime is happening. Number two is the stop itself. This is a seizure of a person and they can be brought down physically if needed. So if someone is being told to stop and spread their legs and arms to be checked and they don't, the police officer may forcefully take them down. A justified stop. This is if the suspect is behaving in an odd way such as being emotional, being angry, running around, or present in a high crime rate area. Finally, a justified frisk. This requires a lawful stop. It involves contact or patting of the outside region area of a person. Therefore, you cannot go inside, pants, up shirts, checking like up in jackets, everything is just an outside All right, so as you can see, stop and frisks are not a simple matter. It gets very tricky when it goes to how in-depth the search can go, the reason behind the search, if there's a warrant or not. It's, it's not a simple thing as just walking down the street and you get bored and you're like, hey, spread your arms and legs, I want to pat down, make sure I'm safe around you. Now, if for some reason you do get stopped, make sure there is a reasonable suspicion behind it, and if there is, Guess you're out of luck, bud. This has been another podcast project with Nicole. Have a great day, everybody.